E-collar has been amazing for his confidence overall. Today was the first time my mom has seen Louis since getting the E-collar, and she was amazed yep. with how much more confident and outgoing he is. Yep. Here's another great thing. Fearful dogs. A remote collar is the most incredible tool, training tool that there is. It's a huge confidence builder. A lot of people will say, oh, so you're shocking a fearful dog? I'm like, if you want to put it that way, then yes. But all I can say is after 20 years, we have seen incredible, the data we have, hands-on, in the trenches, working with dogs every single day, some of the most difficult, nervous, fearful, shutdown dogs who came to us that way, we have seen the remote collar expand their their, their, their life in, in a very quick fashion. A lot of people say as well, you know, I worked for this other, you know, this dog for over a year or two years. I'm like, so you kept this dog stressed and fearful for that long? Why when you can do that in one to two weeks? We see it all the time. Mm -hmm. We see it all the time. We literally see dogs literally change everything about them. Everything about them. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? This is Jeff and Joelle. This is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's a Q&A show. We do it every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's a time for you all to ask your questions and to get immediate answers. If you've never watched the show before, it is snarky, it is sarcastic, it is out of control. There is sexual innuendos. It's the opposite of how we actually train dogs and conduct our business. Um, I go on rants. Joelle goes on rants. Um, she goes on more rants than I do. Mm -hmm. um, we also do another podcast called... Um, Real, real talk, which we should probably record one this weekend. Real talk with Jeff and Joelle. And I'm about to launch a third podcast called Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff. And I'm just don't know when I'm going to do that, but that's going to happen. And it's going to be nothing about dogs at all. Zero about dogs at all. You'll not be able to ask me a dog training question. It's funny, whenever I, whenever I put up like something like on Instagram, Ask me any question not to do about dog training. People like like ask me about dog training. I was like, no, it's like you don't know. know anymore. Um, so anyway, so we're we're actually extending the course of the nail trimming course, the ninety seven dollar pre sale. We sold a ton of them, and then it went up to one twenty seven, and then it was going to go for one forty seven. Um, so if you bought it for one twenty seven, you're actually going to be getting thirty dollars back mm -hmm. because we want to. We actually wanted to. Um, uh, extend it to 97 because people are really excited about this course and we're excited about this course. We're excited about how many people it's going to help. So we're going to extend it a little bit longer. Yeah. Why not? To the, Why not? to the fifth, fourth of July weekend. Yep. Celebrate. Why not? So the course, which there's the link right there, you'll see it a couple more times. You'll see a bunch of links. Joel puts up a bunch of links because a lot of the stuff we do is free. Um, it's uh, uh, low cost. Like Patreon is $10 a month and you get so many benefits out of Patreon. In fact, everyone should join Patreon for $10 a month just so you can take 20% off your courses. Like people are, our Patreon members are getting the nine, the, they're getting the course that's going to sell for $147, that's on pre sale for $97, they're getting it for $77 or $79, something like that, some ridiculous low price. But you get 20% off of all of our courses, 20% off of all of our consults. You get four Zoom rooms a, a, a month, which is a Q&A live face-to-face. -face. Um, uh, you get videos that are not seen anywhere else. You get a raw food talk show 
um, podcast that is not shown anywhere else. That's actually on replay. You can actually watch that at any time. That is actually recorded. Um, and that's up there. So it's pretty incredible. You'll hear me use the word punishment a lot. In fact, today, I tomorrow's on the main feed, I'm going to do something on Force Free. I put it up in the in the stories today about Force Free, but I went into depth a little bit more mm. on the main feed tomorrow. I'm going to be putting that up. Mm. I'm really starting to, you know, for 20 years, 10,000 dogs, I work with some serious dogs. And um, Joelle works with some serious dogs. We travel the world. Actually, um, we're going to be doing our seminars again in 2023. We actually might do a seminar this year, but we've got Austin, New Jersey. We just finalized New Jersey. I'm just going to come up with the exact dates. Talk to Ed today, New Jersey, um, San Jose. Um, if anybody, if any one of our older or past seminar people that hosted us wants to do a seminar, let me know. If anybody new wants us to do a um, seminar in your location or have a location for us, let me know. Trust me, we can do one in every city, in every state, every day, um, three a day. They would sell out. Everybody needs help with their dogs. We realize that. But we need it to be a profit center for us, let's face it, for us to fly across the country, Airbnb. We have a lot of expenses, and this is what we do for a living. Um, sometimes people forget that about dog trainers. Um, so I emailed and texted, still unable to. It's about uh, the nail course. Connie, it's on pre-sale right now. Yes. So you don't have access to it until Tuesday. So pre-sale means you buy it for inexpensive, but you can only watch the bonus material, but you can't watch the actual course. So a lot of things are sold on pre-sale. Like I can't tell you how many audiobooks I buy on pre-sale that don't come out for a year. Mm-hmm. But usually it's like a couple of months. But Tuesday, everything drops. But if you're having trouble getting into your actual account... That might be like a password reset or something like or, that. Or, or you're not using the email that you signed up with. That happens often, actually. Yeah. But we actually have a video on having a new video that we actually had to make if you're having problems getting into your account. Unfortunately, not to blame owners, it's actually user. It's usually user error. So, um, but um, then again, Mastera, we're switching hosts because Mastera is giving us a problem every once in a while. Yeah. So... But, um, but a lot of people are asking why they can't get into the course. We've been doing pre-sales for a while on all of our courses. Yeah. So um, uh, it's, um, it's not available until we actually launch it, which is the fifth. All right. So I talk about the word punishment a lot. The reason why I talk about punishment is because people ask me how to stop a behavior. You cannot stop a behavior with a reward. Meanwhile... Everybody thinks that's all we do is apply punishers to dogs, which is 95% of what we do is a reward-based training system at our training center, even with the worst behaved dogs. If anybody wants to see our work, they should follow us on Instagram stories and they should follow us um, on our main feed on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. And you'll see dogs being very well behaved. And a lot of people say, well, that's because they've got shock collars on. Well, that's code word for you're an idiot because you don't know anything about the first thing about shock collars. I challenge you to put a shock collar on a dog and have it do obedience without any training. I challenge you. It won't happen. It doesn't happen. You don't know what you're talking about. So I'm exposing all these lies and calling people out because, and I'm getting, it's what sounds like defensive, but it's more about, no, I'm 
trying to unstupid you because so many families are helped with the tools, techniques, and philosophy that not just ourselves use, but many dog trainers use. Many. I'm just loud about it. And I'm a little bit um, abrupt, outspoken, don't give a fuck what people think about it because all I really care about is owner's success and the struggle that owners have. And if you had the emails that I have saw, the, these dogs are destroying owners' lives. And I'm like, we could fix that in five minutes, literally five minutes. Mm -hmm. So what I'm also doing is starting a campaign um, against this force-free bullshit and this don't train with pain bullshit, because that has to be taken into context. More about the force-free. There is no such thing as force-free. It is impossible. It cannot be done. It is a marketing slogan. Like, tastes great. It's a marketing slogan. It's like a jingle on a show. That's all it is. And then if you're certified in force-free, well, you're just a certified fool. That's all that means. Because you're not using force-free. Show me one of your videos where you're using force-free, and I will tell you probably a dozen times when you used force Here's a little, um, what do they call that? When you reveal like what the movie's about or the ending's about? Um, oh my God, why can't I think of that word right now? Somebody help me out. Oh my God. What's that called? Shit. Anyway, <laughs> let me, like let, let, let me, let me, let me, spoiler alert. spoiler alert. Let me give you a little bit of spoiler alert. If you put a leash on a dog, you're using force. So it's so funny how when an owner is having their dog pull them down the street, there's a huge amount of force being used to hold that dog back. Do the force-free community consider that force on the walk or only if the human applies the force? You see what I'm going at? How many of you drive in your car with a dog with the doors open? Drive down the street with your doors open. How many of you do that? How many of you are driving down the street with your dogs loose in the back of an SUV with the, tailgo the tailgate totally open? <laughs> Why not? Because, you know, by closing the tailgate and closing the door, you're actually using force. You're forcing your dog to stay contained in the car. You are. You actually, you actually are. How many dogs don't want to be in that car and want to get out of that car, but you're forcing the dog to ride in the car? Like we can go, we can go. Can you differentiate between punishment? Jeb, why? I'm not having oh, even started yet. Okay, why here we are you go. Skipping ahead. Let's go to the questions. Okay. Um, Stephanie, hi Jeff. Been following your content for years with immense success and a happy relationship with my dogs. Thank you. Happy fourth. Excellent. Keep up the amazing work. Yes. Julie Starn says love from Nebraska. Hey Julie. Well, love you too, Julie. Um, so did you get my email about a testimonial for the inner circle? Thanks. Connie said, oh, so it's the fifth. Thank you. Yep, yep. the fifth. Yeah, the You'll fifth. have access to everything. Um, let's see. Tube said, more people need to be like you, need to speak real and in black and white. No yes, gray areas. They Love do. it. They do, especially people that do the exact same thing as I do. They have to stop sugarcoating it. I am far from the only one that does it. Far. There's at least 1,000 dog trainers in the U.S. that train just like I do. 1,000. Next. Amanda... 
I thought my dog had gone over his separation anxiety with a high correction on the e-collar for barking in his crate. But when I checked the camera today, he had gone back to barking and whining. Would you recommend a bark collar so we can correct him while we're gone? Absolutely. That's what's great about bark collars is they're remote training devices. Next. Karen, can you differentiate between punishment, correction, and teaching? I can. Yes, I can. Can you? That's my snarky answer. So ready? Punishment and correction are the exact same thing. Punishment is a scientific term. Everybody thinks punishment is abuse. Most people don't actually even know how to apply a proper punisher. But some people like to use the word correction, but a punishment and a correction is the same thing. People think punishments are bad, but corrections are okay. They're the exact same thing. As far as teaching, you actually learn from applying a punisher. You learn not to do something. So this is all standard dog training and probably animal training philosophy. When you use a reward-based system, which we use a ton of rewards, we are actually food-based. We use a ton of food. It's called positive reinforcement or reward-based training. You can call it what you want. That is how we train all of our obedience. We train wanted behaviors with a reward. We do a ton of that. I don't talk about it much on the show because nobody's asking me how to train a, an obedience command. And if you ask me, I would say, watch one of our free videos so we don't have to waste any time. Or even better, I would say, get one of our courses so you can literally learn step-by-step step how to do it and not miss a step. In order to stop an unwanted behavior, you need to apply an intolerable consequence. You need to apply a punisher. The punisher is the actual technical term for it. It's, a, it's not abuse. It's actual technical term for it. But you can call it a correction if you want to. As far as teaching, there's actually a huge amount of teaching that happens when you teach your dog what not to do. The dog learns what not to do, what's not acceptable. No matter how much you teach the dog what to do, or if you believe in teaching an alternative behavior, which... I struggle with because the reason why I struggle with that is I'm all for teaching dogs how to do things. Like that's what we do all day long. We literally teach dogs how to do things all day long. But no matter what you teach your dog what to do, it does not teach the dog what not to do. People say it does, but that's utter, utter hogwash, baloney bullshit. If you're new to the show, I swear. And I come across as rude because sometimes I am. But I'm so passionate about this. And if you want to talk to anybody about this, talk to Gary Wilkes. He's probably the most educated man on animal behavior that is in practice today. He will explain to you in all scientific terms. I explain it to you in plain, just unscientific, you know, terms. Because I want to connect with regular people, not people that I want to outsmart. But learning is what not to do is a very important thing to learn. Not just for dogs, for children, for me, for, for, for Joelle, and for you. For like every animal. Don't you want to learn what is not right? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to learn? So if you speed and you get caught, you get a ticket. You've actually been punished. You've been punished. 
and you will hopefully learn not to speed. If you go through a red light and you get into a car accident, you have been punished. And hopefully that was a learning experience not to go through red lights. If you talk disrespectful to your partner, there might be a negative consequence and you will learn not to talk disrespectful to your partner if you actually want to work on a positive relationship with your partner. But when it comes to dogs jumping up on people, you can teach that dog a bomb-proof sit that has nothing to do with stop jumping. Nothing. Zero. If anybody thinks about it, they're not connected. There are dogs that know great sits, and that doesn't stop them from jumping up because you have not taught them that. Now, stopping a dog from jumping up takes one to three seconds. We eliminate that in three seconds. Teaching the dog to do a bomb-proof sit, that takes a while. So what do you do? First, teach them not to jump up. Then you can teach them a sit if you want to. Or do it parallel. Doesn't matter to me. So tons of teaching happens with correction, punishment, tons of teaching. And for folks to not realize that, I'm actually surprised and amazed. Like, of course things happen. Of course the dog learns. Now, social media, the, the masses out there will say the dog doesn't understand what it's being corrected for. I'm like, when you proceed it with no, and then you apply a correction, of course it does. When we use our reward-based system, we say yes, good, or clicker. They're called markers. Mm -hmm. So when you use a marker word prior to a reward, a dog will learn to do more of that. It increases the behavior. When you say no and you apply a, call it what you want. You could call it anything you want. Correction, intolerable consequence, punisher. The dog will eliminate the behavior or lessen the behavior. These are facts. These are not opinions. These are facts. And all the studies out there are bullshit. There's not much study about punishment. But if somebody wants to, there is studies about punishment, not opinion pieces, not from HSUS, who does not do studies on punishment, not through your local shelter, not through the AKC, but actual folks that actually have done studies. And it is in paper, it is written that it actually reduces, and it's the best way to reduce a, a behavior is to apply a negative. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is. So hopefully that answers your question. Next. Connie said, <clears throat> yes, love your style, but 1,000 isn't enough, LOL. You said there's thousands of trainers who train like you or something? Probably. Like there's, still, there's probably 10,000, but I don't want to make it sound like so far-fetched. Mm. You're right. And there's also trainers that train way, way harsher than me. Trust me on that one. I have seen them way harsher. And there's also trainers that say they don't use corrections or punishments, but all they do is yell at their dogs. Sorry, that's worse. That's yeah. worse. Yelling at your dog is the best way to ruin a relationship. True. Believe it or not, shocking your dog, correcting your dog with a leash pop, that doesn't ruin a relationship. Some people's ideas of a punishment is throwing a dog in a crate. That's not a punishment. Doing a timeout, that's not a punishment. Next. 
Amanda, the e-collar has been amazing for his confidence overall. Today was the first time my mom has seen Louis since getting the e-collar, and she was amazed yep. with how much more confidence and outgoing he is. Yep. Here's another great thing. Fearful dogs. A remote collar is the most incredible tool, training tool that there is. It's a huge confidence builder. A lot of people will say, oh, so you're shocking a fearful dog? I'm like, if you want to put it that way, then yes. But all I can say is after 20 years, we have seen incredible, the data we have, hands-on, in the trenches, working with dogs every single day, some of the most difficult, nervous, fearful, shutdown dogs who came to us that way, we have seen the remote collar expand their their, their, their life and in a very quick fashion. A lot of people say as well, you know, I worked for this other, you know, this dog for over a year or two years. I'm like, so you kept this dog stressed and fearful for that long? Why when you can do that in one to two weeks? We see it all the time. Mm -hmm. We see it all the time. We literally see dogs literally change everything about them. Everything about them. Next. To a positive. Haiti said, will you post how you teach Charlie an on and off switch? We have got thousands of videos that talk that, that do that and not one particular dog, but I talk about it all, all the, the time. Dogs, yeah. Every dog. Every it's dog. mostly, honestly, teaching obedience and correcting for non-compliance. Yeah. yeah. You really want to make it simple. And you, wanna, and you also mm -hmm. can learn how to stop over-arousal and the bonker is the best way. You actually can stop over-excitement. That dog, actually, I want to make like a whole separate video on her because she came in on tools. That's the thing. Everyone thinks, oh, the tools are making the dog behave. It's like she was out of control right. at her intake, jumping yeah. up, to all her paws in the air, twirling around. Right. The tools aren't training her. Right. Training is training, training her. Training is training right. her. So food doesn't train dogs. So I can state for a fact that food doesn't train dogs. If it did, if I told, if I set up some weave poles and I put food at the end, a huge bucket of food, all the HVTs, okay? High value treat at the end. And I told my dog to weave. What do you think it would do? It would run in a straight line to the food bowl. Correct? Can we all agree on that? Why? Why didn't it, why didn't it weave? If I told my dog to roll over and gave my dog a handful of tools, a handful of food, do you think my dog would roll over? Hell no. My dog would just take the food. <laughs> Why? Food's supposed to train dogs. The same thing. If I shock my dog for get it to weave, would it do it? Nope. Tools don't train dogs. Food is a tool. That doesn't train dogs. You know what trains dogs? Dog training. So for all these folks out there that are saying they're using positive reinforcements, again, that's a catchphrase. And we use it too. We use we call it a reward-based training system. But what it really is is dog training, tried and true techniques of reward, tried and true techniques of correction. Depending if you want to train a new or increase a behavior or eliminate or decrease a behavior, this is all standard operating procedure. Next. Beth Marie, can you talk about or do a video about fireworks and now thunder scare dogs? We've done them in the past. There's a lot of information out there right now that a lot of people are putting out. There's also some great YouTube videos. It's not on the docket for me to make that. I might make a small helpful thing. Number one, make sure like you are, have your dog on a leash and don't leave it alone on the 4th of July. 
Mm-hmm. As far as fear stuff for thunder, lightning, like it's, it's thundering outside right now. Um, is that what that is? Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it's a truck going by. As far as thunder um, and fireworks um, and loud noises, believe it or not, the best thing to do is kennel up your dog and have them stay in a downstay. Put your dog on a dog bed. Have them stay in a downstay. Keep a leash on them. Don't let them break command. So flooding. We do that often with a lot of dogs that forget the fireworks. We do with dog. We have dogs that respond the same way to a lot of how some dogs respond to fireworks. We have dogs that respond the same way to a plastic bag floating by. So we've got well-practiced techniques. So the best thing to do is have them do a obedience command and keep them there and correct them for breaking it. And it forces them to, to deal with it. So it's called flooding with guidance. And, and there's so much information out there that says flooding doesn't work. For some weird reason, we do a ton of it, and it does. Then people will say, well, it doesn't last. For some reason, it does. And the people that say it doesn't last, like, well, have you ever done it before? How many dogs have you done it on? What was your technique? And did your dog actually even understand, you know, what to do? So it's interesting. It's interesting. A lot of these studies are done by with owner feedback. Like the shock collar, the shock collar study that's out there right now was done, but with by owner feedback. And also they didn't say the brand of shock collar, the levels and the, the training technique. There's actually different training techniques on how to use a remote collar. Priming, CS, NCS, and correction. Do they do that? We don't know if they did that or not. Probably what levels were they on? Next. Um, Amanda, even if he still has some separation anxiety issues, he's still a million times better than what he was. So hopefully a bark collar will eliminate the last bit yep. of separation and what anxiety. What you can also start doing is, believe it or not, holding your dog accountable on all their commands inside. So make things non-negotiable inside the house. Also cut down on affection for a little bit. Also put a video camera on your dog with a regular remote collar. Leave the house. See what happens. Correct your dog. Literally correct your dog for just standing up in a crate. You'd be surprised how we eliminate separation anxiety. We're really, really good at it. Next. Connie, I saw a trainer on YouTube making sure he says corrections and admitted people don't like to hear the word punishment. No, they don't. So he won't say the word. I'll say it. <clears throat> see, see, I don't, I don't bend to the woke. I won't bend to the woke. Fuck the woke. Fuck them all. You know, and Jordan P- Jordan Peterson was just hired by the Daily Wire. You guys are strap strap your fucking seatbelts on because, you know, it's incredible. It's incredible how everything right now is taken like truth is taken out of context. Mm-hmm. It's so incredible. It's amazing. For the for it's, it's sad. Amazing. Next. Haiti, I used a bonker when my GSC goes nuts coming out of her crate. It yep. worked. Yep, it does work. We only suggest things that work. Yep. So we only suggest things that we've done probably at least a couple hundred, if not 500 times to thousands of times, or else I wouldn't suggest it. If I don't know how to do it, I will be the first one to say, I have no idea how to do it. There's a ton of stuff I do not know how to do. But what I do know how to do, I will yell it from the rooftops. Next. Um, Sherry said, loving this, the analogy, speaking real, love you guys. I'm a trainer in Ohio and I couldn't agree with you more. Keep speaking out. 
you're not rude. You speak the truth that some don't want to hear, but it's so important and true. Yeah, don't worry. I've been speaking the truth. I've been, I've been, um, I've been, um, I've been trying to be canceled for 20 years. 20 years. And before this, in other industries, I was trying to be canceled back then too. I can't tell you how many petitions are out there that says that I shouldn't be around dogs and should be, shouldn't be in business. And it's like, why me? Why not like all these other people that are training just like me? Literally, just like me. Like, for instance, there's a national organization this year that taught how, do you, how to make and use a bonker at their national conference. Go figure. Huh. And they tried to cancel me three years ago for bonking a dog. And people say, oh, well, your, your timing was wrong. My timing was impeccable. Impeccable. You just saw the edited video and you didn't see the 20-minute video that has tons of context and a narrative. That's all. Whenever you look at an edit, edited video, whenever I tell people, oh, the video is edited, people will say, no, it wasn't. That was you in it. I'm like, okay, I'll give you a little bit of like liberty because you're stupid. Um, but no, edited means you saw a 15-second clip out of a 20-second video. 20-minute video. 20-minute video, excuse me. 20-minute video, let me clarify that. 15-second clip out of a 20-minute video. That's what I mean by editing. So if you saw me shoot, if you saw a video of me shooting somebody right now, what would you think? But if you saw the full video of them breaking in my house, attacking my children, and then me shooting them, now it brings more context to it. Correct? That's what I mean by editing. That's what I mean by editing. Next. A, wish I could use a punisher at the vet. 45-minute struggle this time. He's figured out what's happening. No blood draw. Now return next week with copious amounts of meds to sedate. Yeah. You know what you can also do? Leave the room. Just leave the room. Believe it or not, the dog might do better without you in the room. It might. Mm -hmm. But just to let you know, our nail clipping course... So our nail clipping course starts out like your dog did at the vet. And after three sessions, two sessions, the dog started calming down to 10-minute sessions. But she can't correct her dog at the vet. No, but she can, pre she can prep her dog with the same stuff at home, do simulated blood draws at home. You can. We do that. Yeah. It's not the same as the vet. It's not the same as that needle, no, though. But... No. As soon as the dog walks in the vet, it already knows. Mm -hmm. Shit's about to happen. But believe it or not, a lot of dogs that have gone through our training program say the dog did better at the vet. Yeah. Yep. Um, Connie, my neighbor bought me a bottle of wine because I suggested she watch your training videos. LOL. Thank you. Wow. Look at that. Nice. Try to get you drunk. A said when they gave up, he sat next to me and offered his paw to me. Like, here, mom, you can do it, but she is not. What's that about? The blood draw dog. Oh. <laughs> so see, he's fine with her doing it. Right. Well. It's the strange ladies at the vet. Sometimes blood draws can be difficult. To yeah. Do. Even by experience. Vets. Next. Tracy, hello from Alberta, Canada. I've used your green and graduate course. I love it on my elk hound and we are getting a puppy in the fall. Nice. I will, of course, be getting your puppy program. Mm. My question is, is it okay to have the older dog around when I'm working with the puppy or should I be planning on training the puppy away from the adult dog so that it stays focused on me? Yes. At the beginning, yes. Because the eventually you, eventually you have um, environmentals. The dog is considered an environmental a distraction. So, but at the beginning, it's all food, 
everything is food. Everything is just hundreds and hundreds of reps of food. You don't care about just right now. You don't care about the distance, the duration. All you want to do is get your reps in and you want a lot of structure in the house and um, you want a sterile environment to start. The only thing we correct for is puppy biting, puppy jumping, whining and barking. It's the only thing we correct for and have the dog on a leash, please. Next. Marianne, my 12-year-old daughter at times annoys my dog when she's sleeping or playing with her toys and tries to take it. My dog once in a while will growl at her, my daughter's fault or the dog? That's a parenting fail. No insult to you. But I call it that. Hold I call on, there's it, more. Like she I says, see it. do I teach my kids to give my dog space and should I correct the growl? Teach your kids how to get give space. You need to have a sit down with your 12-year-old. I've got, I've got kids, so I'm very aware of, of, of the, the, the kid thing. But I said, I would say, she said a daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I would say, young daughter, you know, whatever you call her, whatever her nickname is, you know. Young daughter. You know, no, I'm sure she has a cute nickname. <laughs> Most people do for their kids. I would say, you're going to get bit one day. And if it's not from our dog, it's from another dog. She needs to learn proper dog handling and proper dog awareness. She's going to get bit. And it might not be for your dog, but it might be from another dog. And if it's from your dog, that would not be good because then difficult decisions have to be made. Next. Tracy, how do I get my dog to pee in his own yard? I can't get him to walk in the grass. Um, that, that's something that I'm not good at. So put your dog on a leash. Getting your dog to walk in the grass, this is um, the simple version. Start what you walk in the grass with your dog on a leash. Dog will walk on the grass. My dog puts the brakes on. Keep walking. My dog slides across the grass. Walk a little bit. Stop. Walk a little bit. Stop. Walk a little bit. Stop. Believe it or not, the prong cower is the best tool for that. Why? Every other cower will choke your dog. How about them apples? People are like, oh my God, you're hurting the dog. I'm like, no. Slippery martingale, fat buckle collar will hurt the dog. We use a harness. Dogs can get out of harnesses. Dogs can also get out of martingales, even though they're not supposed to. Choke chain will choke the dog as well. Next. Let's see. Invictus Media. Greetings from Texas. My dog is afraid of stairs. Anything I can do to get her over it? Yes. Walk up steps with your dog on a prong and a leash. We actually have a video on that. Yeah, course number... Uh, Case study number two case, on the academy. Case, case study number two, it's $25 on the academy. No, I think that one's a little bit more, oh, 75. 75. I'll link it. But what you can do is, this is what you're going to do. I've trained, I don't want to say thousands, but over 500 dogs to go up and down steps that were terrified. Um, start at the top of the steps, if you can, if it's possible. Going down steps is easier. But if you have to start at the bottom, start at the bottom, and you look at the dog, and you say, Let's go and start walking. And walk and walk and walk and walk. It is going to be ugly at first. I've done this so many times after about the, if you want to call it up and down one rep, okay? Usually by the third rep, the dog is walking up and down. The case study is a typical case study that we see all the time. So we document all of our stuff. Okay. And this dog actually attacked the owner over going up the steps, actually going into from outside, going into the crate. Yeah. It would attack the owner. 
very dysfunctional relationship that's actually doing fantastic now. A lot of disrespect, imbalance of, imbalance of status in the house. We see that all the time. Dog ran that house, ran every part of that house. And after two of the six things that she hired us for, the dog did the other four things. Funny how the dog knew how to do those things. Hmm. And the steps was one of those things. The crate was the other thing. Everything else just organically disappeared. Why? The dog believed us. So this was a good 80 pound, 85 pound golden retriever. It was not pretty at first at all. It was not pretty. I would say within about five minutes, Angelo, my nine-year-old, was walking up and down the steps with this dog at his pace. We'd stop him in the middle of the steps. Dog would stop. Go down three steps. Dog would go down three steps. Go up and down all the steps at once. Dog stayed at Angelo's pace. Angelo is nine. He just handles the dogs. Doesn't do training. Next. Riley, have you guys changed the placement of e-collar a little lower? Or it might just be because they have prongs on too. But in the, in the past, I've had fit issues with my pit mix because the area right behind his ears, top of his neck, changes width so much. Put it on. You can put it on the back of the neck. But yeah, we do it a little bit lower. I don't put it like right behind the ears. We, we, that's we, where the prong goes. But we, we also change it up sometimes. Also depends. Yeah. Also depends on that dog, how much fat they have, mm -hmm. contact, because you want contact. So sometimes you got to be creative with your fit. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be creative. Next. Connie, gorgeous views, especially for Angelo. Such a bonding experience. We have restrictions in summer, but because of your training, my dogs can run free on oh, the, the beach. beach. And yeah. swim. We all love and enjoy so much. Yeah. Life is good. There's a lot of like people will always say there's leash laws. We have leash laws too, but we also just don't go to places where there's a lot of people. And our dogs are under control. And our dogs are under control. They're, they're better. So I run my dogs um, like tonight after the show. We'll make a video. So if you go on to Instagram stories tonight, um, right, let's see, by 730 probably. Yeah, by 730 on our Instagram stories, you'll see us running our dogs off leash. I'm sorry, biking them. We'll be biking. They'll be running off leash. There's leash laws here. And, I, and they're, they're in better control. Than, we pass leash dogs all the time. Dogs are pulling their owners across the street to get to our dogs. Our dogs don't break heel. Nope. Next. Haiti in 2023, will we be coming to California? Um, yes. San Jose, San Jose. And maybe San Diego. San Jose has been email confirmed. No date yet. And San Diego has not been contacted yet. And if there's anybody in the Los Angeles area, we'll do Los Angeles next. Bands One said best dog training content show on YouTube. Best dog training content. Thank on you YouTube. for the compliment, Thank but you. I would disagree because there's some really talented trainers out there putting out great work. But thank you very much. And I'm glad that you get lots of value out of Take it. Take the compliment, Deb. Lindsay, when is the nail trim course dropping? Just had a hellacious session trimming one dog's nails. Can't wait to figure out how to make it better. It is dropping on the 5th. But you can buy it now. You can buy it now for $50 off. And it is punitive-based. It's definitely a shit show. It is a fucking shit show. And then I put bloopers in at the end so you can see Jeff getting thrown around like a rag doll. Yep. I it, left it, that it, it, is, it is a shit show. But guess what? After two shit show 10-minute sessions, mm -hmm. the dog now lays down on its side, doesn't get forced to be on its side, lays down on its side with just the person cutting its nails. 
next. Yeah, his owner's been sending me videos constantly. He's yeah. doing great. Garrett said, unboxing my mini educator now. Thanks for the suggestion. Do you have a video explaining how to use? Yes. So I would suggest you buy Garrett. The green to graduate. Go put, put up the link right now. Mm -hmm. So the green to graduate course shows you how to fully obedience train your dog. The dog we used, okay, the dog we used didn't even know its name. Okay. And in 10 days, big deal, we're dog trainers, but in 10 days, we took this dog from a totally untrained dog to an off-leash trained dog. So for you, if you do an hour a day of training, obviously you have to spend more than an hour a day with your dog, but an hour a day of like strict obedience work, you'll probably get it done in a month. And it takes you through every step of the way from food training to off-leash training. Next. See, Tube, what's your opinion on these dog DNA analysis tests? Why? To make sure it's not a cat? <laughs> I think it's a waste of fucking money. I think all this breed shit, too, is a waste of fucking money. Finding out what breed you have. It's like, you have a dog. Right? I mean, it's like... It, well, you need to know what type of dog it is, so you need to know how to train it. Well, I think that's why people mostly do it. I would, I think I would do it just out of curiosity, but I think a lot of people okay, that's do you. it for, oh, so I know that I can't use X, Y, or Z methods because it has this brain. But that's stupid because you can use any method. I know. Because you can use all the methods. That's the Kool-Aid out right, there, though. Right. So, yeah, my dog's... God, you're like so, so defensive tonight. No, I'm not at all. Who wants to watch Jeff get slapped on my camera? <laughs> What are you talking about? I just slapped. Why? Because attitude is real. That's why. Well, I'm feeling bloated. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> a. I prep. I can do anything I want to him. Walk through the vet door and he flips. I did sign up for the nail clip course. Can't yeah, wait. I know. I'm but I've all, but I've often told owners that the vet is not an indication of your dog's overall behavior. No. That's what I've told owners. A lot of owners are like, oh my God, my dog snapped at the vet. I've got an aggressive dog. I'm like, listen, has your dog ever snapped at anybody else? Trust me, it's not acceptable. I'm not giving, tell you saying it's acceptable. Vets should not be bit. Vets should not be snapped at. Vet techs, either, either. Nobody at the vet office, but it's not an overall indication of your dog's overall behavior. Next. Sid, I had a call from a guy interested in board. He said dog has separation anxiety and is on meds. He didn't believe me that it's a behavioral issue and we eliminate it. They said he's a lab and prone to it. Yeah, labs are prone to separation anxiety? Interesting. New one for me. It's like, no, he's a dog. Dogs have separation anxiety. So do humans. It's a behavioral issue. It can be stopped, not managed. Some dogs have to be managed, which is not a bad thing. You can totally eliminate separation anxiety. We've done it thousands of times. Yep. All the time we do it. I would say a majority of the dogs come in with separation anxiety and we get rid of it like after one or two nights. Next. Tube, when finishing up the walk, my dog will just flop on the grass and sometimes won't want to get out for like 15 minutes. I let him rest for ages. How to move him the best way? Well, he you... knows it's the end of the walk and we're leaving the park. Oh, okay. 
So if it was your kid that did that, right? I'll humanize. Anybody wants to humanize stuff, I'll play the game if you want to. And no, I wouldn't use a shock collar on my dog. But then again, I'm just saying on my kid, I would, yes, I would absolutely use a shock collar. I can see that being a sound bite now. Yes, I would absolutely use a shock collar on my dog. No, I would not use a shock collar on my kid. But I also wouldn't take away my dog's cell phone because my dog doesn't have a cell phone. But that's a great punisher. But let's humanize this. If your kid was at the playground, which children are, and they don't want to leave, which children don't want to do, and you had somewhere to go, what would you do? You'd grab your kid and go. Right? Kicking and screaming. What do you do with a dog? You have a leash. Maybe you've got some tools. You go. You make the dog go. And you know what happens? After a couple of sessions of making the dog go, and you are always successful, this is how it works. When a dog start, starts believing that the owner is going to win, the dog will then stop disagreeing with the decision. When the dog understands that the owner will always follow through, the owner will always make the dog do it, the dog stops resisting. We've seen this tens of thousands of times in many different contexts. Next. Liz said prongs are awesome. Prongs are a great, fantastic, wonderful tool. Next. And hold on here. A lot of people say if used right. I'm like, even if you use one wrong, it's a pretty good tool. And it's like people say, well, I was trained trained how to use one by a trained dog trainer. I'm like, you can just Google it. You can just watch a free you can just watch a free fucking video. Sure that Angelo knows how to use a prong and he's nine and he's not a dog trainer. But you don't need a dog. You, you got, let me explain something. You're all dog trainers. Yep. You, you don't need a fucking dog trainer for a family pet dog. Like you can go onto YouTube and look this stuff up for free. Like you can take apart an engine and put it back together again on YouTube. I mean, you can do a lot of things on YouTube. It's incredible. Well, there's some nuances. If you get an aggressive dog at home. That's... If you get a very nervous, fearful, anxious, yeah. um, shut down dog, there's absolutely a struggle there. Aggression, there's absolutely a struggle there. But for basic obedience, yeah. yeah. But for how to use a prong collar, even if yeah. you don't use it right, we encourage you to use it right. Don't get me wrong here. But what is right? So my right might be different than someone else's right. A lot of people say I do everything wrong. I do everything wrong. <laughs> I've been doing everything wrong for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Next. I homeschool, I homeschool Angelo wrong. Next. Anything else? I feel bloated. Next. Tube said, yeah, my prong is in post. Cannot wait to get it. Had to make use of an H&S neck tech sport for the last month. Yeah, those are a little bit different. Trevor, thank you for the network with Casper and friends. Oh, good. I'm so glad you guys linked good. up. Going to foster a one-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, look at that. Is, can't figure out how to pee outside. Any advice? Yeah. You know what I do? I walk outside. It's a dude, right? Yeah, it's Trevor. But Trevor. From the inner circle. Trevor. You know what I do? Oh, boy. I walk outside. I drop trowel. I piss in the ground. It does wonders. 
Not he's, for the, he's being serious. Not too. for the grass, but it does wonders. That's what I do. And no, I don't poop outside. When I was a backpacker, I pooped outside. But I'll pee outside. No problem at all. Show the dog how it's done. Yep. I, I even, I'll even lift my leg and do a little jig. Coin Corporations, you're the best. Hugs from Portugal. Oh, hugs to you, Portugal. Invictus said, thank you. You're welcome. Eric Devine said, hi, Jeff and Joel. Hey, Eric, how hey. are you? Hope you're doing well in the competition ring, buddy. Dogs are looking good. Next. Lindsay bought, I saw the bloopers. Oh, well, I don't think we could see worse than what we have right now. The thank bloopers God are already up. I think I released those already. You yeah. did? Yeah. Poor January got freaking muzzle punched to, into next year. Yep. That was intense. Yep. <laughs> the dog was wild. Yep. Mm, Kathy B said, quick hi, crappy Wi-Fi at the campground. Oh, hey, Kathy B. Have fun camping. Hey, Kathy. Um, let's see. Tube said, haha, epic. And Kim said, laughing my ass off. I don't know what that's about. Probably when I said I was going to punch you. Laura. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious, guys. <laughs> that, that's really, really funny. How about if I said that to a female? Would we be laughing? No. What? <laughs> you deserve to get punched again. I got, what's her name? Amber, what's that chick's name? Her. Johnny Depp? Amber Hurst? Heard. I got Amber, Amber Hurst sitting next to me here. That's like a whole, it's a whole new level. I think I'd rather get slapped than have someone shit in my bed. Truthfully. I would pay someone to slap me. <laughs> okay. Poop? No. No. It's but never. Back right. when I was in the fetish business, though, man, I got some stories for you. Ew. I got some stories Ew. for you. Woof. Especially okay. from Europe. But if you're into that kind of thing, that's cool. Yeah. Laura, I have two mixed dogs. They have a lot of health issues. If a DNA test could tell me what to do about their health, I might consider it. It could save me a lot on vet and meds. Okay. I, who said that? Laura. So, Laura, okay. I get it. I get what you're saying. But what's that? Oh. I, I get what you, I get what you're saying. But would a DNA test tell you how to treat? No, she's there's something. more. She did say regarding behavior that might not be as important regarding breed associated to energy needs and the need to work that might be helpful too, but not necessary. But, but no, it wouldn't be necessary. Just look at the dog standing in front of you. So we've got. Exercise, okay. I've got a high drive dog, it needs a certain amount of exercise. I got a low drive dog, it doesn't need a lot of exercise. I've got a sick dog. Well, this dog is prone to this this breed of dog is prone to this. It's like, but how do we know? We have to run the tests. And some of these tests do you really want to run? Do you really want to do a brain scan on your dog? Why? What's going to happen? Let's say the dog does have a brain tumor. Now what? So instead, there are, there are cures, as we just had on our raw food show with Tom Sandberg. There are things you can be doing, supplements you can be giving your dog that can help eliminate things. I mean, he went crazy about the gut, too. Yeah. Like gut a bad, health is everything. Yep, gut health. Your gut stuff. is your second brain. Yep. If you guys didn't know. Yep. Next. Okay. I, thought it, the, I thought it was the penis. 
Um, no, definitely not. You make really stupid decisions with that. Nice. Ofer said, hi, J&J. The greener graduate is amazing. People that see my dog cannot believe how well-trained she is yeah. and that I trained her myself without yeah. the help. Ofer's another inner, inner circle. Hey, Ofer, get us the testimonial, but do it with your shirt on, please. Shirt on, please. Shirt on, please, and hold it this way. Hold the camera up and down. Next. Laura, regarding behavior that might not... Oh, I already read that. Tube said, got you. Sid said, worst case, took me three days. For separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Janet, how would you train a 15-week-old puppy that is shit scared of every little thing? So what I would do is, first I would train it inside with low distractions and all this basic obedience. All right? Then once it knew the basic obedience... That's young to be scared of everything. Jeez. It is. It could be genetic right there, but still... She has a dog yeah. asking a question. Then I would start, uh, in the meantime, start downloading a ton of YouTube sounds of a ton of environmental sounds. Start playing those sounds really, really quietly. Then what I would do is I would set up an, a little mini obstacle course inside your house with, with a little pool or a box of empty water bottles. And you throw food in it, get the dog to yep. jump in that, get the dog used to walking on different textured surfaces. Okay, pick up the dog, touch its paws, touch its ears, get the dog to go over, under, through things, and then do it all around, starting increased levels of different sounds of everything. Traffic, thunder, lightning, fireworks, um, farm animals, kids screaming, um, buses, cars, you know, everything. So what you're going to start doing is leveraging your obedience with these environmentals to start building the confidence. Next. Sherry said no. She was laughing at him doing his little jig. Some things just can't be unseen. You did a jig? I did a jig. When? I don't know. We on did, the show? We did go to that place that talked about salsa dancing. No, today. on the show tonight you've done a jig? Well, I've been sitting in my seat. I almost got knocked out of my seat with one of your freaking slaps, but I've been sitting in my seat. Next. I don't know what that's about. You did, must have done a jig that we didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. Tube said Amber Turd. My nope. God. Peter, should I get too stressed about this? What? I don't know. Peter, what are you talking about, buddy? We didn't see the first half of your question, if there is one. Shoot. Peter, what? ask the second, ask the first part of your question. Laura said, yes, probiotics yep. have changed my dog's life. Yep. We faithfully give probiotics every morning. It's part of my morning chores. If you look on Instagram stories... Mm -hmm. Tomorrow morning, 5.30 a.m. is when breakfast is prepared. I will show you. Same time every day? Same time every day. Yep. They eat at 5.30. 6.30, they run on the bike. Like clockwork. Dis oh, discipline. Sherry said he did a jig when he shows a dog how to pee in the grass. Oh. You did a jig. I talked about doing a jig. Because you talked about freaking whipping your penis out. Yes. Um. Heather said, can you please go over the difference in using a prong versus a chain and the benefit of using each with a different training goal? Yeah. I wouldn't use a chain choke collar. It chokes the dog. I think it's also really hard for your average dog owner to master, to use good, very good, excellent, a, a choke chain. I think it's very difficult. A prong collar is a total different monster. That's like saying the difference between walking and driving. A prong collar is a highly, it looks barbaric. That's the problem, they look barbaric. It's made out of metal. So you got those two things that social media society 
and the woke mob um, and the snowflakes will will use, you know, against you. But it's a designed actually to not choke the dog. It's a very effective training tool. But guess what? You still have to do dog training. There's a ton of dogs out there that still pull. Why? Because mm -hmm. the dog was never trained. So you still have to train the dog. Next. Janet said, thank you. You're welcome. Heather said, also, we'd love to see you in Alaska for a workshop. I was in Alaska once before. Total shit show. I had to get a restraining order against somebody. <laughs> yeah. I had spent the, fun. spent the first half day that I was there at the police station. Yep. Yeah, we had threats from a violent, a violent person, a well-known violent person. Helen, actually. No, I'll, I'll, if I remember, if I remembered his, if I could remember his name, I'd call him out. Next. Um, Laura said, I'll go look at Instagram. I don't usually check it. Yeah, Instagram stories. Instagram stories is the most frequently changing social media platform that we have. Because yeah. every story disappears in 24 hours. It only stays up in, for 24 hours, then it goes. So we're constantly putting up stuff on Instagram stories. So Instagram stories is a great platform to follow. There's, there's many people out there that only watch people's Instagram stories and they actually never go to their main page. Mm -hmm. So for all the folks out there that have got businesses, you should be putting stuff up on your Instagram stories because many people do not go to your main page. I never do. Instagram stories is a great platform to get people to get them to know who you are as a human being. Next. Heather said, thank you. Oh, wait, hold on. Sid, I have a five-month-old Mal coming for training. Jeez. Uh, heard you on Mal's regular training protocol, structure, anything else? Teach that dog what a correction is. Teach that dog how to take a correction. Yeah, Mal's are a whole separate animal. But you don't need a DNA test to know if you got a Mal or not. All you got to do is open your eyes. That's it. So... That's one breed of dog that I put in a category, eh, Dutch Shepherds. But Malinois, not, your, Malinois, your average pet owner should not own, but unfortunately, a lot of them are getting them. Um, we're getting a lot of Mal's in. Owners are actually doing pretty good with them. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, what I would do is massive amounts of structure, teach that dog an incredible off switch, and obviously hold the dog accountable to a level of obedience. Next. Heather said, thank you. I don't use chains, but I wanted a way to explain to clients why I don't use them, but I do use prongs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's people I think are used to the choke chain. Choke chains have been around longer, I believe. Mm. Um, I mean, choke chain, I mean, it's just a chain, right? But you need it's way like, more force with them. Yeah. But you actually, you actually have to be more forceful with a choke chain. People that work go from using a choke chain to a prong collar. We have to usually tell them you're going to be using 10% of the amount of force of popping power than you did with yep. 10 times the actual results. Next. Here's Peter's first half. I have two Dobermans, male puppy, age one, bitch, two years old. My bitch is high drive, prey driven, always edging out in front. She yep. doesn't pull hard, just edging out in front. Hard yeah. to keep both in heel. Got it. So and then what do I do? Okay, so thank you. We definitely didn't see that one, well, Peter. Well, said, should I get too stressed about this? That was the part oh. we saw. Well, no, you, 
I can't tell you, yeah, don't get stressed, Peter, right? That's like saying, don't be, you know, don't be, you know, that's like people telling you to smile. It's like, fuck you, I am smiling. You mm. know? But this is the thing. We have a, you, you actually can do something about it. That's the cool thing about this, Peter. You can watch for free. We've got a, something called a spatial pressure video on YouTube. You can watch, that's a free video. We've got healing videos on YouTube. Those are all free. For $37, that's, that's what I'm not trying to tell you stuff. You can get all this stuff for free. But for $37, we've got a course called Walk the Walk. You'll get the best heal of your life. Exact, the exact same way how, how we teach dogs. By the way, we don't teach competition heels. We are pet dog trainers. So the dog walks with you calmly next to you or behind you. We prefer a little bit behind. If you buy the Green to Graduate course, which will get you an off-leash trained dog, it's actually included in it. But you can get everything for free. Next. Laura said, who knew Alaska was that startling? Alaska? Alaska? You talk to your native Alaskan people? Mm. Alaska could be, there's a, lot, there's a lot of outliers in Alaska, put it that way. There's also some of the most fantastic, nicest people I've ever met mm -hmm. in Alaska. It's also a beautiful, beautiful state. Do you know Alaska is two and a half times the size of Texas? I do now. I found that out on a flight. With Angelo, remember I videotaped Angelo, which yeah. was on Instagram stories, by the way. Videotaped Angelo talking to his seatmate. Mm -hmm. he, he strikes up a conversation with everybody he sits next to. Sure does. I He's, wonder where he gets it from. Yep, everybody. Nikki said, what training is a good way to start teaching a puppy when you just got it? We have a puppy course. I posted the link. There's a puppy course, but if you don't want to spend the money on the puppy course, there's probably tons of YouTube videos out there, but it's all food. Use the dog's daily food. Don't feed out of a bowl. Use the dog's daily food as your reward-based system. You can also clicker train the dog, which obviously goes in hand-in-hand -hand with a reward, which would be the food. Carol said, how do I find Instagram stories? Um, go to our page. It's a little circle. Go to our page. Go to Instagram. You go to Instagram stories right there. And in the top left corner, you'll see a photo of Kira. It's a little circle on Instagram. Over, over the, the top of your toolbar, at the very top, you see all these all circles. All those circles are stories. All those circles are people that you follow. Those are all stories. Next. 701. 701. All right. Time to go. A good show, educational. Mm -hmm. I didn't get hit. Lots of ranting. I let you go with it though. I ranted. I didn't hit you because you hurt your ribs today. So I didn't rant. Yeah, you did, but it's okay. Oh, okay. We had time. Okay. Thanks. All right. Good Take night, care. everybody. Love you guys. Bye. Everybody have a um, actually happy Fourth of July. We won't see them. Yep. Have a great weekend. That's right. It's on Monday, right? Yep. Have a happy Fourth of July for all the folks that are based here in the United States. And if you're based around the world, have a happy day. Have a, great, have a great weekend. And everybody should be having a happy day. Okay? Because I'd rather have the sun shining on me than on my casket. All right? Take care. Bye. Bye.